0: Love everybody. Love you, buddy. Love you In Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, we better pray because before I see all these uh, Alabama and Georgias, let's, you know we laid hands on the uh, on the uh, teachers and the uh, let's let's uh, war eagle. Let's lay hands on these Georgias or, and. Carter, I noticed that you know last year you had Jeremiah. And this year, you have me. Is there any Georgia folks, Christians? I mean, (laughs) seriously, though, thank you, Carter, for inviting me here. Uh, I have uh, always admired this church. I come to Birmingham often. Uh, My board, most everybody on my board lives in Birmingham. And uh, I speak at Shade Mountain a lot. And I used to go by there back in the day, and I used to see this little church called Mountaintop. And I said, you know, the church I grew up in, back in Winston, Georgia, is in a little community of Douglas County, Georgia, was called Old Mountaintop Baptist Church. So that's where I got baptized and, and, uh, and got to uh, in a relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You guys feeling good? Okay. All right, this is what I do before I do my chapels on Friday night with my team because I like everybody to be focused in one. So when I say one, you go. If I say two, you go. If I say three, you go. Because then I know you're locked in. Okay, one. Oh, that ain't bad. Whoa. One got to get a little better. One, two, two, one, three, one. You're in, David. You locked in. Give other a hand. Let's go ahead and bow our heads and I ask the Lord to bless this part of the service. Father, I thank you again for the privilege of, of being here. Uh, thank you for the honor of uh, just being able to, uh, to share your word. What an honor it is, Lord, for Uh, Because your word is a lamp to our feet, and your word is a light to our path. So right now, Lord, is anything about Chet Williams? I pray you remove it. That these people in here, uh, your sheep, will only see you and the love that you have for them. We love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Uh, You know when I'm when I'm asked to come and speak at events like this, you know. I do talk a little football, but I really want to get into the real game, and that's the game of life. Amen? Amen. And so what I want to do this morning is share. I I changed my whole... uh, Last night, I was laying down, and I was just wrestling about the message, and then last night, the Lord just spoke to me and said, I want you to share something different with these people. I said, why, Lord? I've already got the message, he says, there's somebody here that's gonna be here this morning and this afternoon that needs to hear this message. And this message is a message of a, a blind man. He was born blind, his name was Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus. Jesus was on his way out of Jericho. And all of a sudden, as he was leaving Jericho, the scripture says that there was a blind man crying out. And these was his words. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And let me give you a little background. So Jesus has already told his disciples That he's going to die. When he goes into Jerusalem that he's going to be handed over to the Sanhedrin, to the Pharisees, and he's going to die. All of a sudden in that discussion, in that conversation, there is James and John. Oh gosh, but Jesus said, after I die, I'm going to raise up again. So obviously, James and John are thinking he's going to raise up his kingdom. And so they're thinking, Jesus, when you get your kingdom, can I sit on your right and can the sit on your left? And, you know, of course, Jesus is saying, that is not mine to give, but it's my father's to give. But I'm telling you this, just to give you an idea of what's going on, when Jesus is leaving Jericho, on his way to Jerusalem. Just had that conversation, Carter, and now all of a sudden, there's a large crowd of people following Jesus. Anywhere Jesus went, you know, his name was rabbi, which means teacher. So anywhere Jesus went, there was always a large group of people following him because they wanted the opportunity to hear him teach. So he's got the group following him. In the back of his mind, he's thinking, okay, I'm headed to Jerusalem to die. This great triumphant entry, they're gonna praise me. They're gonna throw palm branches down. I'm gonna be riding in on a coat and I'm gonna be handed over. And my disciples are wanting to know who's sitting on my right who's sitting on my left and as Jesus is walking and all these people around him, just think about it. I like, when I talk to my athletes and coaches, I like them to be involved. Just think about the crowd right now. Who would be some of the people around Jesus? That would be what? Sick people, wanting to be healed, there would be other people wanting to hear him teach, to gain his amazing knowledge. Just his anointing, is just draws people. So all of a sudden, Jesus is around all of these people, and right here, it says, in verse 46. Then they, uh, then they reached. And and Jesus and his disciples, they they left with a large crowd that followed them. And blind Bartimaeus' named the son of Timaeus, was sitting uh, by the roadside. And he cried out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. In my scripture, I'm reading from the Holman's uh, study Bible. I don't know what you had up there, but said, Jesus, have mercy on me. Now, (laughs) all of those people are around Jesus. So it wasn't like, Jesus, I'm over here. Jesus, I'm over here. He's been blind all his life. He's never been able to see the light of day this is his very first opportunity to see the light of day it's not like jesus have jesus jesus have mercy on me the scripture says that jesus kept walking and the other people around jesus the scripture says they were telling him to shut up be quiet, Bartimaeus. Jesus doesn't want anything to do with you. You're just a blind beggar. The scripture says right here it says, they said, Be quiet. Many of the people yelled at him, but he did what? He shouted all the louder. I see it all the time, especially with college students. Even with adults, you know, you, you give your life to the Lord and, and things are going pretty good, and all of a sudden a little adversity steps in. It's like Satan says, Shut up, get back in your place. You don't deserve this. You did this. You're divorced. Oh, God, get back in your place. Your kids are just horrible. Get back in your place. Bartimaeus was not about to let his first opportunity go from a life of darkness to a life of light. The scripture says he cried out a second time, Jesus, have mercy on me. The scripture says he stopped. Jesus, stopped. Can I ask you a question right now? Was it that stopped Jesus? Was it because he was blind? There was other blind people around. Am I correct? Was it because he was poor? It was his cry. It was his cry. You know, sometimes I'm sort of ashamed of myself when I communicate with the Father. I'm laying in bed watching the Braves. <laughs> oh, Father, thank you for this day. I, just, no, I, just, I mean, that's not the cry. It's not going to get his attention. Well, you know, before we say this little prayer, you know, eyes are open. It's, 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 you know, it's, the way to get Jesus' attention is in our cry. Carter heard that Jesus was coming by. He heard it. He heard it. He was prepared for it. He sits on the corner every day and he asks for alms. That's how he earns his living. The only thing he has worth value is a cloak that he lays out there on the ground and people come by and they throw alms for Bartimaeus. But this day he heard Jesus was coming by. Mountaintop, can I tell you something? Jesus is coming by. Jesus is here. He's right here. I mean, I'm seeing you guys looking at me like you've seen a ghost, but he's here. He's passing by. The scripture says Jesus stopped, turned around. Those same people that were telling him to shut up, be quiet, Jesus said, bring him here. They brought him to him. And check this out. Jesus asked him. You know how we always request, ask Jesus. We got our requests and everything we want to ask Jesus. Jesus asked him. He said, Bartimaeus, what do you want me to do for you? Wow. Wow. At that moment, I'm sure he could have asked for it. You know what the scripture says? Lord, I want to see. There's other scriptures in the New Testament where Jesus heals blind people. He spits on the ground, makes mud, tells them to go wash pool. it pool. There was two blind men. He laid his hands on and healed them. But for Bartimaeus, he didn't even have to touch him. He said, your faith has healed you. Mountaintop. Where's your faith this morning? Because Jesus is here. He's coming by. And can I tell you something? He's asking you and me the same question. You're just that important to him. You have stopped him, and he's asking you the question, what is it? that you want me to do for you this morning? Are you thinking about it? What is it that you want me to do for you this morning? Bartimaeus said, I wanna see. Jesus said, man, Bartimaeus, you're awesome. Your faith has healed you. And this is it. I'm not going to be much longer. But the scripture said that Barnabas got up. He threw what aside? Threw his cloak. That was the most valuable thing he owned. That was the thing that he was clinging to. Carter, that was the thing he was holding on to. That was the last representation of his old life. And the scripture says he threw it away. And sometimes we have to throw it away, guys. Sometimes the stuff that that we're holding on to, that are keeping us, that is stopping us from being in the presence of Jesus, we got to get rid of it. And, and, And Jesus is here this morning to help you get rid of it. what is it? I know what some of it that junk in my life is. But what about you? What about you? You gonna leave something in here? You gonna go out that door different, just a little different than when you came in? Because you were in the presence of Jesus. And he asked you the question, what is it you want me? Been the chaplain at Auburn for 24 years. God has used this ministry to do some amazing things. When I first came to Auburn, I had three amazing kids. Two and a half years ago, my son. 19 years old, was in Atlanta, and was shot and killed. It was right after we played Georgia. I came home. One of my players called me. He said, Brother Chet, that's who they called me, Brother Chet. Baby Chet, gone. I said, what? Baby Chet, gone. He was shot. I just said, man, get off the phone, hang up. I got another call. And another call. I don't know if anybody in here is in that club that I'm in, but don't, you don't have to raise your hand. But you don't want to be in that club. Well, you have to bury your child. But I remember that night was the most agonizing, painful night of my life. And I remember falling on my knees and just screaming and screaming and crying. I was so angry with God. I've spent all this time in this ministry saving other people's kids. And you took mine? Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Over in the book of Job, it says, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. This is such an amazing story because Jesus is right here. This is my last statement, my last point I want to make. The scripture says, he got up and he followed Jesus. First, let me just say this. Can you imagine all your life You've lived in a life of darkness. And the very first time you open your eyes, you're looking at the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And the scripture says he got up and he followed Jesus. And I told you in the beginning, or I shared with you in the beginning, where Jesus was going. He was headed to Jerusalem. And I guarantee you that Bartimaeus had the opportunity in that crowd to see them praise Jesus, the great parade. And he was praising them with him. I bet he was running down there, hey, he healed me, he healed me. He gave me sight and he's in the parade. Then a few days later, I believe this, that with his eyes, he saw the same Jesus that gave him sight hanging on the cross. For your sins, for my sins, and for the sins of me. But it don't stop there. Spiritual imagination here, Carter, Pastor Carter. But I believe not only did he see the death burial of Jesus, but he saw the resurrection of Jesus, that Bartimaeus, now it's recorded that that was the last physical miracle that Jesus did before he was crucified. Now we have the cutting off the ear in the garden, but the last physical documented miracle that he performed was with Bartimaeus. And Bartimaeus got to see the finished work of Jesus Christ. So I close with this. Jesus is here, and he's asking you the question. Oh, when Chet, when my, my son was shot, I asked him, I asked him, I asked him my question, what's your question? What is it that you want him to do for you? Let's close our eyes. It's right by your heads. He's here. I'm not here to embarrass anybody. I'm not here to put anybody on the spot. But if you're here this morning and you believe that Jesus is here and asking you the question, what is it that you want him to do for you? Now, there may be some obvious. Lord, I've kind of slipped back in my faith and I need to renew my faith. I need to grow more. I need to study your word more. I need to... Uh, be more of a disciple. I need to uh, just pray more. You're already a believer? You hadn't back slid. So maybe you just slid back a little bit. Now if that 's you, just slip your hands up. I'm the only one looking. If that 's you, just raise it high. hey i 've been there, man <laughs> i've been there. I've been ministering since 1987. I've been there. And you say, I see a lot of hands out. Right now, I'm going to pray for you. Father, you said in your word, if we confess our sins, you're just and faithful to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us of our unrighteousness. Right now, those who raise their hands, Lord, I plead the blood of Jesus on the finished work of the cross, that they're forgiven, that you have forgiven them. That you have asked them, what is it that you want? And they want to grow in your word and be forgiven. Yes. That's the song we sung in worship. The next group in here, and I'm going to close. But you may say, you can let your hands down. The next group you say. You know, I've been a religious person all my life. but I've never had that personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And this morning, while Jesus is here in the room, if that's the question you're asking Him, that He's asking you to come. Man, I did it. I did it in the back in 1982, when I was a sophomore playing football at Auburn. And I was lost, man, on my way to hell. And one of my teammates grabbed me and he prayed this prayer. It went like this, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. Would you forgive me of my sins? Right here in this dorm room in school hall, will you come into my life and be my savior and be my Lord? And then he said, all you have to do is say thank you. I said, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for the greatest gift I've ever received. Now, if that's you in here, we don't want to let you get away without making that decision. So if that's you in here with everybody's head closed, everybody's head, eyes closed, head bowed, I'm gonna just pray that prayer real quick. You can pray it silent, you can pray it loud, it doesn't really matter. It's between you and Jesus, like it was between Bartimaeus and Jesus. Bartimaeus didn't let the crowd stop him from seeing Jesus. And whatever this grumbling right now and you, don't let it stop you from getting close to Jesus. Just repeat this prayer. Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. Would you forgive me of my sins? Right here in Mountaintop Church, would you come into my life and be my Savior and Lord? Lord Jesus, I believe that you are the son of the living God. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. If that was you, heads bowed, eyes closed. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to get out of your way. But if you prayed that prayer, I want to pray for you. I'm not going to ask you to get up, come up front. That's between you and God. But if you prayed that prayer, would you just slip your hand up so I can see? Amen. 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 Raise it high, amen. Anybody up top? Amen, 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 amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Father, right now, I thank you, Father, for this opportunity. I thank you, Father, for me being obedient and changing the message, Lord. I thank you, Father, for the results of the message, not the results of me, but of the Holy Spirit of lives being rededicated and lives being changed, committing their lives to you. Now, Lord, I pray that those who raise their hands, that the next step would be that they get in touch with the leadership in this church. We love you, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Shit, thank you so much, brother, brother. Um, and that's one of my favorite passages, yeah. one of my favorite passages, because I, I love, uh, I know a pastor that as I've heard say before that most of us, if Jesus came and asked us that question, what do you want me to do for you? We wouldn't even have a good answer.
0: <laughs> that's right.
1: And I want to pray prayers that I know whether or not I get a yes or no, mm. and I can have faith that he'll say yes, and I can trust his no. Fia says no. So, gosh, I just want to pray for you. Can I just lift you up? Would you just give Chet another another hand and just say thank you? Lord, I I just want to pray for just the man of God. Lord, uh, we pray for Chet. We just pray that you continue to speak to him, speak through him. God, thank you for the ministry he does to young people all across our state and we pray for his influence, God, to grow, Lord, and just continue to to uh to shape his heart God uh and in the tough times that he's been through these last two and a half years Lord but let him know that he is a beloved son of the Father in Jesus name amen 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 hey uh